Frank, I said no, Hasselhoff, for the intro. Welcome back, peasants, to the second riveting episode of the Stompy and Frank Show. We've got some pretty, well, I just say interesting movies for you on this episode. Sludge and Pete did a rather subpar job picking movies this month, but they were at least enjoyable. We also have a surprise for you later on in this episode. As always, I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Frank. Say hi, little brother. A good half to you, my friends. I'm excited about this episode, especially when we talk about the upcoming- Frank, have Frank, shut up! Don't spoil the surprise! Oops, my bad. It's gonna be fun, we promise. <sighs> we have two movies for you this episode. The 1958 Toho Studios monster movie, Varan, and- Paradoggy. What? Paradoggy. What are you saying? The monster. His name is Paradoggy. No, it's Varan. Baradoggy. Varan. Baradoggy. Uh, okay, okay, okay. And we are also reviewing the incredibly hilarious, low-budget Godzilla with a drinking problem ripoff, Notzilla. That movie made me laugh so much, I almost choked on my slushy. Frank, do you drink anything other than slushies? Of course. I also drink ices. Okay, let's get started. Varan came out in 1958 and was originally supposed to be a Japanese-American collaboration between Toho and ABPT Pictures as a three-part TV film. ABPT hit the crapper and the deal fell through, so Toho continued and made it a theatrical release. The movie got picked up by Crown International for an American release, but became a heavily edited, boring pile of crap. Oh, that stinks. I, I don't remember smelling that when we watched it. That's because we didn't watch that version. We left that experience up to Sludge. <laughs> ah, moron. Poor Sludge. Made by the big four at Toho, Honda, Tanaka, Subaraya, and Afukabe, Varan starts when two college students go to the Tibet of Japan to find a rare butterfly, only to end up becoming squashed by Varan. <laughs> Dr. Sugimoto sends people to look for his missing students who meet the residents of Iwaya Village who blame the death of the students on Baradagi. Ah, oh, crap. See? I told you. Shut up, Frank. So they blame it on a monster living in the lake. As the characters go to investigate Varan, a creature that Dr. Sugimoto calls a Varanapapode, what the hell name? Varan, for short, arrives and destroys the village, then flies away. The army then pursues Varan as he heads towards Harana Airport, where the final battle ensues. After noticing Varan eating flares, ugh, Dr. Sugimoto suggests attaching explosives onto the flares. I don't need you. This works as Varan swallows the flares, which then explode inside the monster, bringing it to its demise. 
Sludge said at the airport scene that they had a bad accident. Yeah, <laughs> a truck exploded under the suit actor playing Varan and got his crotch on fire. <laughs> yeah, there's too many jokes to be said there. <laughs> I thought this movie was pretty good. It wasn't fantastic by any means, but true to form for Toho, the monster looked great and the special effects were awesome for 1958. The story and acting throughout were one butt hair away from being lame. That's one long butt hair. <laughs> what? The butt hair. It must have been long, because I like the story and acting. I really liked the old guy in the village. He made me laugh whenever he would get all crazy, swinging his big stick. <laughs> it was sad he died, though. What'd you think about Varan? Or, I mean, uh, Baradagi? Oh, he is so cool. I love how the spikes on his back, like, they almost light up. And how he could fly like a flying squirrel. That was so cool. Yeah, that made a lot of no sense. So the next movie up is Notzilla. Notzilla is a 2020 kaiju spoof film directed by Mitch Timley. The movie, um, okay. This movie is bat crap crazy. It would take way too long to explain what all happened, so here it is in a short. A monster hatches from an egg found in an Ohio River after a nuclear explosion. Yeah, those Ohio rivers are gross. Gets exposed to and falls in love with beer from the movie's antagonist, Dr. Richard Blowhart. <laughs> I'm not joking on the name. Anyway, the beer makes the monster dubbed Notzilla by the movie's hero, Hero. What's the hero's name? They never said it in the movie. Yes, yes they did. His name is Hero. Right, the hero. What's his name? Hero. That's what I'm asking you. What's the character's name? Hero! I know he is the hero. I just want to know his name. <sighs> Alright, I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, good Lord. His name is spelled H-I-R-O. And is pronounced like the word hero. Uh, <laughs> I get it now. Oh, gee. Anyway, all kinds of freaking insanity goes on in this movie. And it's up to Hero to save the day. And he gets Notzilla after causing all kinds of hilarious damage and fighting the army to drink an anti-beer formula that shrinks him back down to his normal size. The antagonist, Dr. Blowhart, <laughs> I can't do it, I tell you. Uh, he, he tries to use a death ray, only to be spoiled by Hero, blocking it with an anti-beer can, spraying it all over Dr. Blowhart and another bad doctor, causing them to shrink to the size of dolls. <laughs> Who wrote it? Uh, Hero and his love interest, Shirley, and I'm not kidding. Adopt Nodzilla, who now carries around the doll-sized antagonist in a toy car. The end. Oh, man. Oh, and three more Nodzilla eggs pop up in the Ohio River. This movie is totally insane. I love when Nodzilla farted flames on the army. <laughs> that was epic. Oh, man. Frank, take it away with what you thought about the movie. 
Oh, it was so funny. I laughed the entire time. Nutzilla was so cute. I could tell it was very low budget, but it had such charm. I asked Sludge if he would get me this movie for Christmas. Well, I have to agree with you, Frank, this time. This movie was the perfect level of cheese, love, and insanity. The actors were perfect cheesy rips at dubbed performances from the 60s and 70s. The comedy was written perfectly, and while the special effects were done on a dime, they pulled them off amazingly well. There was plenty of jokes and homages in this movie, and more than enough charm to go around. The filmmaker's knowledge of its own stupidity is what made it good, because if not... Wow, it would have been so bad. Oh, oh, is it time to rate them? Yes. Can I say it? Uh, Okay. Yeah, you can can say it. Oh, boy. It's half time. Okay, the 1958 Toho film Varan, we gave a collective two out of five. While the movie was enjoyable for a watch, and the titular monster did make an appearance and destroy all monsters, nothing about the film made it spectacular. Very run-of-the-mill, giant monster movie. I would throw it in the pile of movies like Repticulous or Young Gary. Young who? Young Gary. So, Gary is his last name. So, worth a one-time watch, but nothing to ride home about. Next up, Nodzilla. We gave this a collective three out of five because this movie played on its wit, cheesiness, and homage to the giant monster movie classics that came before it. Yes, and also Nodzilla was so cute. I wish I had a Nodzilla. Yes, Frank, he was adorable. Definitely recommend this for at least one watch if you're a fan of giant monster movies and want a good laugh, or if you're Pete. Oh, oh, is it time? Yes, Frank, it's time! (laughs) And Sludge said it was okay, right? Who cares? I mean, yeah, he did, yeah. Now, for a special surprise. We got to preview the upcoming monster movie by Pierce Burlsheim. Burlsheimer. Yeah. You don't get hero, but you manage to get that. Anyway, Crabs. It's an upcoming monster movie by Pierce Burlsheimer. You know what it is, Frank. The movie is touring around currently at different film festivals. It is currently available in Australia and will be available here in the good US of A in just a few months. This movie was terrifying. Terrifying? Yes, I'm never going to the beach again. (laughs) Okay, before we get into that... This movie is about a bunch of horseshoe crabs that have been mutated by nuclear runoff that attack a small California town during prom night. It's up to a ragtag group of students and local cops to try to stop the crustacean onslaught. (laughs) Ah, I was dying to say that. This was the craziest movie I have ever seen. Yes, it was. This movie was a true love letter to 80s monster movies. 
From the opening scene, playing homage to humanoids from the deep, to the bar scene from Gremlins, this movie takes no shame in knowing where its origins and love comes from. This movie goes from gremlin-sized creatures to kaiju-sized monsters and handles it well. No deep explanations needed, just enough thrown at you to get you from A to B. This movie is all about the fun, cheesy, gory ride from the start to finish. I thought the crabs were great. My favorite was the DJ crab at the dance. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I'm with you, Frank. Even with some cheesy dialogue, this movie was pure fun from start to finish. The different evolutions of the crabs looked amazing, and there's no shortage of blood, guts, and jokes. Yes, and Radu. He was such an awesome ninja. Seriously, when this movie comes out, it's a must-see. We can't praise this movie enough. Is it a five-half film? No, even though the love put into this film may warrant it. However, this is a solid 3.5 out of 5 hoffs. Or less, I can't wait to watch it again. You heard it here first, peasants. If you love 80s monster movies and enjoy movies that play on its cheesiness, this movie is guaranteed to entertain you. Keep an eye out for its release. That does it for another episode of the Stompy and Frank Show. Keep your eyes peeled for our next episode. Same stomp time, same stomp channel. That sounds familiar.